Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the award-winning Man on the Post podcast. I'm your host, Ross, and with me, as always, is my trusty sidekick, Adam. Hello. And joining us today, we have um, some guests. Uh, we have Chad, all the way from America. I believe he's been on just the one Man on the Post podcast before. Is that right, Chad? I've been on twice with Chris. Oh, okay. That's... So zero times. <laughs> yeah, depending on, the... on your view of Chris, right? <laughs> Long-time listeners will be aware of Adam's uh, opinions on Chris. I've got we've... opinions on Chris. Don't make me sound like a mean person. <laughs> Just check out their tweets about uh, cycling. No, I don't. Yeah. Oh. And we've got a, uh, a debutant today, uh, making his first appearance on Manor Post, Mr. Andy Manson. Evening. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm not really bad, thanks. You are uh, a Rangers and Arsenal fan. I'm um, indeed. I'll let you off I... two fans there, though, because that's two teams, because they're different countries. Yeah. I'm just a fan of suffering, basically, so <laughs> picked the right teams for it the last few years. Yeah, Rangers have had a good couple of years, haven't they? Oh, it's been brilliant, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, what, an Arsenal fan is trying to claim that that's suffering? Ah, <laughs> oh, bore, bore off. I'm an Leeds fan, I think oh, about suffering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we are here today to obviously talk about this weekend's FA Cup action. Um, we should first apologise for the lack of Sunday shows on recent times. We've, we've we've dismissed Tom and Greg. They're not part of the podcast anymore, which may be news to them, but they won't listen, so they will never know. <laughs> uh, Colin's having some issues with internet problems and housing arrangements, so he will be back when he can be. Um, and I've just had a couple of hellish weekends, basically. So I've just left Adam all on his lonesome. <laughs> I mean, I could probably do a podcast talking to myself. Yeah, we, we might do that one week, actually. Just put live stream you just a live stream of consciousness just uh, about football. <laughs> Monologue on the post. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. That's like, that's like it's next even got his, show. It's got, it's got its own. The title of the show has got its own name. <laughs> so I'm liking Chad already. He works like Carl Pilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> right, gents. Let's start with the first game of the weekend. It was um, Manchester United taking on. Um, I can't even remember now. Who did Man Derby play? Derby County. I was at work, so I missed this. Um, was it as convincing as the final score? Led us to believe, three-one win. Uh, eventually, it was yes. Um, but uh, Man United fans know first half is uh, not a great barometer of their. <laughs> of their well, actually, sorry, it's a very good barometer of their form at the moment. <laughs> they got a goal. Uh, they did, which is uh, remarkable. But they for- but they've forgotten how to defend. That thing <laughs> that thing they were doing brilliantly. Yeah. And it's, they just they just let a defensive midfield player run through the middle of the pitch. <laughs> they they flipped it. Yeah, well, no, but they haven't even done it with the nice football, have they? It was still no. they got a goal. Brilliant. <laughs> Chad, I'm interested to know what um, like in in the US, what are the views on what's happened to Man United in the last couple of years, and what where they are now. 
Oh, uh, that's a good question. I guess it's the answer to that is all over the board. You have obviously uh, United are heavily supported over here. Yeah, with the uh, the American ties with the Glazers and such. Hmm. And uh, so I guess it's pretty much like over there. It, the opinion's pretty much split. Yeah, I would say. Okay, fair enough. Um, Derby didn't do themselves sort of any injustice in this. They they played a good game from the highlights that I saw. It was, wasn't a convincing. 3-1 win in the end uh, goals from Rooney Blind and Matter um, form the goal for Derby but they're on a, a bad run Derby they've not won for a while and they were topped before Christmas maybe this could be the kick up the arse they need to get going maybe, in the championship maybe choking is inherent in their DNA <laughs> maybe it wasn't Steve McLaren's fault it's last not season. a Steve McLaren thing <laughs> I'm still going to Colin's still going to bang that drum isn't he of course he is <laughs> uh, let's talk about Chad's team Spurs they dispatched of Colchester in very convincing fashion the game was over fairly early on I mean it was only 1-0 at half time but Colchester did not look like they were going to get back into this game at any point Chad did they Um. well I wouldn't say that but I mean I watched the, the game from a different viewpoint being a fan of course I mean it was yeah. one nothing for a while and when you're only up a goal you're just one mistake away from being one-one. So uh, yeah, it was a little uh, finger biting at sometimes, but I mean we hit a post. I think we yeah. hit two posts actually. And uh, but Colchester, you have to hand it to them; they played pretty well. Considering I don't know if you guys saw this, in the first uh, minute of the match, they there was a header, and their two center backs went right into each other. Yeah, knocking them both out of the game. So that <laughs> I don't know many teams who can survive that, and I've never <laughs> seen that before. No, that's not what you want, really. Both your centre backs having to go off within the first what, twenty minutes, I think. One of the guys lasted a bit longer, didn't he? But he went off in the first yeah, half as well. Yeah, he went in for stitches and then came back in and just yeah. wasn't up to it. Were you, were you not a little bit surprised by the strength of the lineup that Pochettino put out? Because considering when they played against Leicester in the third round in the first time, Harry Kane didn't start the game. Now I'm gonna I'm taking a guess here, Ross. You're gonna be able to help me out. Colchester are a League One team? <laughs> um let's test in my knowledge of the lower leagues. Um I think they are, yeah. Feels right, doesn't one. it? Yeah. yeah. Then it was a surprise to see It was a very how, strong how person, strong really. how strong a lineup you put out, especially considering you don't have any alternative to Harry Kane, so you'd think any option to rest him especially would be one that would be taken. Yeah, no, I was definitely surprised and thought for sure that Kane would be rested. And then I guess Erickson played as well, who I thought you'd be rested. The only, I guess, regulars who got time off were uh, Loris and Goal, Walker at right back. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Deli Ali, Ali got, yeah. the, got the game off, but he did come in as a sub later. Or no, he didn't. Sorry, that was Dembele. Yeah. And so, yeah, pretty strong lineup for considering the situation, but... I, I think that actually speaks quite well to... I, I hate saying this, as an Arsenal <laughs> fan, I, I really begrudge this, but I've been really impressed with Spurs this season. There's a professionalism to Spurs this season yeah. that I think's been lacking in previous. This is the kind of game they would have lost in previous years. Um, the fact that Pochettino respected the opposition, uh, sent out a good, strong lineup, and has said that he's, he considers this to be an important tournament, I think bodes very well for Spurs going into the second half of the season. I think that's a very good word to use, that professionalism, because that's kind of maybe what has it, it definitely lacked when Redknapp was there and mm-hmm. the other managers they've had <laughs> since then. But yeah, Pochettino seems to be... He's on the rise, isn't he, in, in terms of management? He's he's going to be looked at, these, these Chelsea Man United jobs maybe in, in the future. 
Yeah, I think there's a very real possibility he'll be the next Man United manager, actually. Uh, I'm, I, Van Hal's clearly going to go. I'm still not convinced they want to give the job to Giggs. They know Mourinho's not a long-term guy. Um, Pochettino, I think, ticks pretty much all the boxes. Mm. Chad, you can't be happy with uh, seeing Pochettino link with these sort of positions, though. Um, well, you're, no. you're the one linking him, Ross. <laughs> ah. Not just me. <laughs> oh, there are rumblings out there in actual media outlets. Yeah. Oh, that's a dig as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't mean it that way. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> uh, but no, it would be. It'd be a pretty big blow to lose him early like mm. this. Um, but I don't know. I still, I don't think that he, like the Chelsea job, I think is a no-go. I, I don't yeah. think his ethos fits with that club. No, definitely um, not. But Manchester United is a is a different question. If they came calling, that'd be it'd be hard to deny that. Mm. Obviously, Mourinho's doing everything he can to get that Man United job. If reports are to be believed, writing his uh, his love letters basically to them. <laughs> and we've not been convinced, have we, Adam, of uh, Mourinho to Man United for a long time? No, never. It's it doesn't fit, does it? It really doesn't fit at all. Uh, let's move on and let's move on to Man United's uh, neighbours in Manchester Man City they handily dispatched Aston Villa uh, f- former Man on the Post host Tom was worried that um, Villa may cause an upset here it, it was uh, <laughs> over within four minutes basically <laughs> Ian Acho with a, a hat-trick uh, and a goal from Raheem Sterling to round the day off comfortable win for City yeah I'm, t- I'm just um, you know the old saying they say is that a club is so bad that even Jose Mourinho couldn't go in and turn it round. <laughs> I, I tend not to believe that, but in Villa's case, I actually fully believe that. Yep. Um, they're just they're so poor. And the third goal, uh, Ethan Acho's hat-trick goal, yeah. that just really summed that up. I mean, the boy didn't even look where he was playing that ball. No. <laughs> had no idea. They've given up defending. Well, I was going to say at points fairly often this season Aston Villa yeah. mm-hmm. well I thought, thought there with the saying that you were about to say about Joseph <coughs> I thought you were being over elaborate I thought you were you know the old saying Villa are awful <laughs> that's my old saying I've been saying it for five years and they're hopefully going to go down this year we're getting a bit worried of four points five points in three games but <laughs> I, I, I actually think Remy Gard is the right man for Villa but he's the right man for them in the championship I like him. I, like, I said on the podcast a few weeks back, I love his coming out and saying, yeah, we're not good enough. It's simple as that. They need to be better than they are. Yeah. I like that in a manager. <laughs> uh, Man City, though, they kind of didn't even get out of second gear for this game. If they can replace Aguero with Iniacho when he's not, Aguero's not firing, that's a, a good sign. Obviously, it's only against Villa, but... Unless, you're, unless your name's Wilfred Boney, it's not a good sign. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, definitely not. I saw a lot of people comparing uh, Iheanacho to Martial, um, kind of saying he only costs six hundred grand and he's got more goals per minute. That's sort of one of those sort of stats. Well, it, it, Martial hasn't had a chance probably to play ninety minutes against Villa yet. <laughs> no, his goals per minute is going to prove, isn't it? It's all relative. Yeah, it really is. Obviously, Martial's got that massive transfer tag hanging over him, but that, that's not his fault. No, he no, also doesn't. Someone. He also doesn't have Silver or Kevin De Bruyne being able to <laughs> lay on assists for him. No, yeah, Silver's <laughs> long been a Man of West favourite. Uh, we don't really have to talk about Portsmouth Bournemouth because there's no Pompey fans here. But I think we do. It was nice. I think we wasn't do it? have to talk about it. It, it was I nice. Think, yeah. 
Because apparently Portsmouth were brilliant in a game they lost 2-1. <laughs> to an understrength uh, Bournemouth side. We have a, a private WhatsApp group with the, kind of the uh, the regular hosts of Man on the Post. Two of them are Pompey fans. One of them in particular was getting a little bit above his station <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Claiming that this Pompey team were very good to watch and it was a really great game. Um yeah, you lost. You lost to Bournemouth. They did have they did have me worried when I had them in my accumulator and they went one 0 up there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I had to keep the faith. The cash I got out. a bit twitch. I got a bit twitchy. Yeah, as soon as Bournemouth took a win, I was, uh, t- scored the one to go ahead. I cashed out immediately. <laughs> you never know with this Pompey team. Uh, yeah, Bournemouth got the win. They move on. Uh, Reading beat Walsall four 0 That's comfortable for them. Sky Sports were trying to claim Shrewsbury beating Sheffield Wednesday as a giant killing. I'm not having that. Uh, yeah, we're not a giant killing. Although I actually thought Sheffield Wednesday might be the kind of shock troops of the FA Cup this year. So it just goes to show you've picked a guy with real football and knowledge here. <laughs> oh, did Did you not hear Ross claim for five years he's projected Villa to go down, <laughs> <laughs> and that Steve Clark would be sacked after two weeks at West Brom? Um, and this year, don't worry, one of us selected Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sheffield Wednesday have got a good squad, to be fair to them. If they get someone like, they're, they're after Adrian McGeady as well now, although... Have him. Have him for free. Or Sheffield or Seville, though, that's his choice. Yeah, just go to... Uh, either one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sheffield is the Seville of England, isn't it? Is that, is that not right? No? <laughs> Um, go go to Seville. I'll buy his easy jet tickets now. <laughs> we were so high on Aidan McGeady as well. Oh, such a disappointment. We'll come to Everton in a bit. So anyway. unfit. <laughs> Let's talk Arsenal. Arsenal beat Burnley two one. It was a bit nervy for a bit actually. Laboured. Yeah, that's the perfect word. Chambers opened yeah. the scoring. Folks equalised before Alexis uh, got the winner. Yeah, I mean that's laboured as. I'm not just saying this as an Arsenal fan, I promise. Okay, I'm getting that out of the way now. Burnley actually looked pretty good. I could see why they're top of the Championship at the moment. Um, I thought they played pretty well. They caused a threat. I do think Arsenal struggled. Um, and certainly, I've been kind of championing for about six weeks now that Gabriel should be starting games ahead of uh, Mertesacker. And yes. then proceeded to have a not terribly good game. <laughs> Yeah, he had a better game than Metasaka did against City, though, to be fair. That's uh, Chelsea, true. sorry. He also had a better game than Walcott had yesterday, but... What has happened a... to Theo? Uh, I, I just think he's been at the club too long now. I personally think he should move on. I think Arsenal should take the money while there's still money on the table for him. Was he's, not, he's simply not... He's just not good enough? I, I don't believe so. I think he's not, he's, he's not progressed. No, he hasn't. Um he he's never been able to finish. He has no composure in his finishing when he has time to think about what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. And his movement is not intelligent enough. You compare Ihanacho's third goal yesterday, where he was through, had plenty of time to think about it. Yeah. In that situation, Theo Walcott misses those chances. Yeah. Yeah, Ihanacho looked just natural to just lay that past the keeper. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. It's a very good comparison. What about what do you make to the the new guy um, Iwobi? Is it? He's coming through the season, isn't he? Yeah, Wenger has started to kind of reach into his uh, bag of youth team players again, partly forced because of the injuries. But I mean, um, no, well, yeah, but forced because he won't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's the main reason. It's still the main reason I actually think Arsene Wenger should go. I mean, uh, 
Uh-oh. I like this guy, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he can come again. He's got... He's, to say he's got lucky is unfair, but to find Bellerin and Coquelin last season were two diamonds. Uh, he didn't find Coquelin. That, he lucked into Coquelin. Yeah, Co- uh, Coquelin was playing for Charlton when he got recalled. No, yeah. Not yeah. doing great. Bellerin, though, is an outstanding right back. That was you could you could argue he locked into him as well if I remember right it was due to a Debussy injury yeah true yeah Bellerin got a run in the team what ten million on Debussy yeah which isn't anything in football terms these days but still it's ten million pounds yeah he could have oh. kept and put on towards someone else but yeah I just thought this was a kind of typical Arsenal performance recently um, the two goals were good goals yeah. But the rest of the game, they try to play it the exact same way, and it's just that it, it doesn't work. These teams are too smart to the way Wenger sets his teams out now. Mm. My my hope for Arsenal is that coming into the upcoming Premier League games, that um, they will be able to be offer a bit more going forward with Alexis and Urzel in the team. Yes. Yeah. We, we've seen how they performed when Urzel's put them put the team on his back for a long while while mm-hmm. Alexis was out, and then he started to fade a little bit in recent weeks. You saw how they performed when he was he was out himself with his inflamed toe, and it started to become a little bit concerned. And they'd had a bit of a wobble, and you'd hope now that with them both back, that um, they could start offering a bit more going forward, start scoring some goals and winning games a little bit more convincingly. Yeah, I mean, even Giroud has kind of gone off the ball recently, and I don't think it's any coincidence that could coincides with Ozil yeah. being missing. Um, it, it, for me, he is far and away best player in the Premier League this season. I can't, yeah, you know, I can't really disagree. I'm a massive fan of German footballers as a whole, but yeah, mm-hmm. Ozil's been superb. Hey, this is the Malapost Podcast. Want to have a listen and see what you can do with the power of editing? Chad, Tottenham are two points behind Arsenal currently. Um, Third and fourth positions they hold in the Premier League. Is this the season where Spurs finally don't Spurs it up and finish (laughs) above Arsenal? Um, I highly doubt it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I want to believe, and you know, like Fox Mulder, I want to believe. But <laughs> every time, every time I believe, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be the year. This is going to happen. Something, the other shoe drops. You know. So uh, um, I can't see Spurs doing a Spurs this season, though. But is but Spursing up in this situation isn't isn't finish, not finishing above Arsenal, is it? Yeah, Spursing up will be not finishing in, in the Champions League places this year. Yeah, and that's my main concern right now. Is I could care. I mean, it would be great to finish above Arsenal, but we just kind of lack that. I don't know what we lack. It's it's getting better, as you said, the professionalism and all that. Defensively, you've been superb this year. Nine, yeah. 19 goals conceded in 23 games, the best in that's the right. league. Yeah, but we're going to be uh, tested here without Vertonghen, who got... Knocked out for a good month because of that dirty uh, Connor Wickham elbow. <laughs> yeah, which he got banned for. Yes, Three rightfully times. so, too. Um, was there an injury to Alderweireld as well, isn't there, I think? Is he not fully fit at the minute? No, he's he's fine. Oh, is he fine? He, okay. he was just rested, I think. Uh, yeah. Kane can't be rested, but uh, Toby Alderweireld can be, apparently. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, you got Eric Dyer and uh, is it Kevin Wimmer? He's a he's a good young German centre back with a bit more he's pace. Austrian. Than, oh, is he? Yeah, I oh, played in Germany, didn't he? That's what confused me. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's a he's a good strong centre back that just kind of needs some game time, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, he played at Cologne, who mm. had one of the top ten defenses in Germany yeah. last season, which is pretty good considering they were uh, a promoted side. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. He's going to be thrust into action here. Yeah, he's going to get some games, certainly. Uh, right, where are we? Uh, before we move on from Arsenal, what did you make to your new sign-in, Andy? Uh, Mohamed El Nene? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's an automatic upgrade from Flamini and <laughs> Arteta in that he has a pulse. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this season's a season too far for Arteta, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Arteta, again, an ex-Rangers man, so, you know, I've got a lot of time for Mikel Arteta and yeah. both both his clubs, but um, it's been, I'd, I'd argue that the last two or three seasons have been a season too far for him. <laughs> Too too many injuries uh, have basically ripped all the dynamism out of his game. Yeah, he's there to make up the numbers now, and I think it's uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's about time that he was he was cut loose. And El Nene looks like a a, a ready made replacement. Hmm. Let's move on to um, ba, 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 ba. Leeds beat Bolton, but we don't really need to talk about Leeds because Colin's not here. Um, Come on, Ross, this <laughs> is your moment. Talk about it. Yeah, we beat demoralised, beaten down Bolton Wanderers. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just in the fifth round. Come on. Oh, yeah. Enjoy I don't know. Is it for 13 years, I think, was the last time we got to the fifth round? Which is great. <laughs> and we've drawn Watford in the next round, so you never know. We could uh, we could get to the, is it the quarterfinals after that? Sixth round? I'm, yeah, I think that looking at the draw, to the, oh, let's talk about the rest of the games, then we can talk about the draw. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, yeah, we did. We did all right. We beat them. We scored two goals, and they scored one. So, you know, new signing got a goal, and Dukara. That's got generally his... how you win games. <laughs> Dukara got his fifth in six games after being roundly uh, written off by most Leeds fans last season and all the way through the summer, to the point where we signed a three million pound striker. But he's had to play for injuries, and he's he's doing all right. Fair play to him. Uh, Watford beat Forest one 0 Hull beat Berry three one, kind of as you'd expect. Crystal Palace beat Stoke when. Somewhat of an upset. It's been a bad week for Stoke, isn't it? Yeah, uh, there, yeah, I agree with you. There's been an upset because, to be honest, it's not been a great couple of months for Palace. No. Um, they, they're really struggling to score in front of goals. Uh, they haven't yet brought in. Well, sorry, they now have uh, the mighty Manu Adebayor. Yeah, yes, I wanted to ask in. both you What's and it? Chad about Adebayor. Actually, <laughs> both. Uh, <laughs> I, as a football player. I'm still a big fan of Adebayor. I think he still does a lot of real good stuff. I, I know it's such a cliche. Mm. Great feat for a big man. <laughs> um, it, he's a good passer of the ball as well. He yeah. holds it up well. But, um, uh, yeah, well, ever since the the famous pitch-long <laughs> run to celebrate in front of the Arsenal fans, he can, frankly, <laughs> go and die in a fire. <laughs> oh. Oh. Chad, he's, ne- he's never wronged Spurs in the same way that he wronged Arsenal, but he uh, hasn't maybe put the most effort into his career at Spurs? No, I mean, he had the falling out there with Pochettino last year, and a lot of crazy rumours of locker room bust-ups yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, he put in a shift. I mean, we needed him, what I think was it, two seasons ago, where basically he carried the team on his back when he had, a, I think, like a 13-goal season. Is that the Sherwood run? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Sherwood, where Sherwood was the manager, exactly. Yeah. And then after that, it just all kind of fell apart for him because he he thrives best in a situation where he's playing for his future. Yeah. And more importantly, I would say money. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't know. This Palestine could work out. I don't know what the details of the contract are, if it's like until the end of the year. I think the money situation is kind of split evenly between you and uh, Palace in terms of wages. Okay, yeah, I know we're on the hook for, I know there's rumors out there that he was making over 100K. Yeah, which is, is modern which football, is mind boggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's what is he, as it four, four goals short of 100 Premier League goals? Yeah, something like that. I think that what, it, it's difficult to, to like, Adebayo as a person for some of the the things that he's done, but I think that you have to take into account that he's he's a very troubled man. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a person who's what seen been involved in a in a, a attack, seen three of his teammates die in front of his eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by all reports, is is being consistently ripped off by his own family. Yeah, and now he's working for Alan Pardew. <laughs> he's got troubles. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> All those troubles are going to wash away though. Now he's under Pardiola's control. He's a what dream team this is. <laughs> so, um, in that regard, I wonder whether it's just. Uh, personally, I would I wouldn't be touching Adebayo with a barge pole because I I wonder if he comes in even at his best, hmm. I would have concerns about his character. And also wonder whether just all those things taken into account just means he isn't the the player that he, he's never going to be the anywhere near the player that he once was. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Uh, let's move on to today's games. I think, don't think we've really missed anything from... Oh, Liverpool-West Ham, they played, but nothing really happened. Yeah, I, I think you West Ham will be disappointed not to win that game, considering the team that Liverpool sent out. Yeah. Um, sent out a really young team. Uh, West Ham were pretty much close to full strength. Uh, I know that they get now take them back to the bowling ground, but... Um, yeah, I think they'll be disappointed not to have won that yesterday. Yeah, like I said, I didn't watch that. Did Klopp lose his shit about the replay again? <laughs> uh, not to the best yes. of my knowledge, no. Yeah, as no. as predicted. <laughs> yeah, Adam sent a tweet to our group chat about that. He's uh, he's not used to these games this time of year, is he? <laughs> there is a simple way of to not get these replays, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not rocket science. Send out a better team in the first place, but. He obviously has confidence in his uh, his lesser players, I suppose. Simon Mignolet. Mm. Like <laughs> £32 million pound Christian Benteke. Outrageous. The new Adeboyor. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I think he that's what his career path has kind of followed to this point. Um, let's talk about today's games. Everton dispatched Carlisle United. Haven't you were a little worried yesterday about the kind of... the. The big game factor for Carlisle. No, no, I think you're over. You're, I think you're overlooking the fact that I constantly made references to us already being in the fifth uh, round. Yeah, true, you did. Yes, <laughs> I then realised I was making. I had to check myself. <laughs> we haven't actually played yet. I was like, oh yeah, I'm aware we haven't played yet. It was um, over within two minutes. Let's yeah, keep. it was never um, in doubt. And then, and then, duly sealed up. <laughs> another twelve minutes later. Yeah. Yeah, you can't allow Aaron Lennon to get behind you because you're not you're going to catch him. There's no chance of catching him. 
Uh, no, he's been he's looked lively in the last couple of games he's played mm. um, because I forget he's there. Take no, Aidan McGeady. That could be you. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Everton in a few weeks. Is Aaron Lennon still only have the one move for beating players? <laughs> Pretty much. Is it still working? Uh, I'll let the goal to, the goal talk for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this was Ross Barkley's game, wasn't it? He was in full control of this game all the way through. Yes, and his it was just a little shame that that goal took a deflection because it yeah. looked, it looked on first viewing it looks beautiful, and then mm. when you see it again and see it take that that nick off the defender, you think, oh, that just takes some of the the shine off it a little bit. Yeah, even the commentator said that's a great goal, and then on the replay, said, oh, it's taken a deflection, but. And then still carried on talking it up. It was not <laughs> as good as Wayne. It was nowhere near as good as Wayne Rooney's. No, that was a very decent strike from him. Um, yeah, this was all Everton. Twenty nine percent possession. Carlisle had. They were never in this game. No, well, there's, there is a huge golfing class. Yes, it was good to see Kone get a goal. I like Kone. Yeah, Kone's a good player. Um, I get another one who's been unlucky with injuries the last couple of seasons, but yeah, good player. Two players I never. I, I completely forgot about there were some players, Pinar and Osman. Both, both <laughs> still there. <laughs> I, yeah. genuinely, I genuinely tweeted about that the other day when I <laughs> forgot about Stephen Pinar. <laughs> Darren Watching Gibson the game, as well. Watching the game and he came on, every time Darren, Darren Gibson comes on, I forgot, I've forgotten about him. Yeah. Every what? time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you. I remember you. <laughs> you were replaced by Gareth Barry. Yeah. Well done in your career. <laughs> 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 I mean, literally, a player who's guaranteed to get booked gets in ahead of you every time. Is, is Roberto Martinez just building a midfield entirely of immobile players? Right. Is, he, is he just pla- does he just plan on putting them on a pole and playing with table football with them? I've changed my opinion, Russ. <laughs> That's how easy it goes. Yeah, I'm a fickle man. <laughs> Let's talk about Chelsea. They we were have sorry. We, we, we've been kind of skipping over them most of the season, but they were simply mm-hmm. irresistible. No, we haven't. Well, no, we've talked at length about how we've shit been they've been. enjoying them. <laughs> they were irresistible today. Oscar ran the first half. His third goal, we cut him from the left and just absolutely twatted it into the far corner. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He could have had a couple more as well in the first half. Uh, Costa got in his way for one and then just laughed at Oscar for making him miss a goal. <laughs> that was a very Costa, Costa thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chelsea just never gave MK Lons a chance. It was just a far superior team. I did see quite a funny tweet talking about the fact that it was the one time they'd ever enjoyed a Chelsea win because they had pictures of all these middle-class fans crying with their half-and-half half scarves into their lattes. I don't know, is that, is that MK Dons fan base? Well, I'm just going to say, Ross, while you're talking about how good Chelsea... Chelsea are. I'm going to take a little quote from directly from you today. MK Dons are playing like they've never seen a football before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. And they scored a goal, but it was a massive deflection for someone that looped over Courtois. But yeah, it's just the fact that yeah, it's, what we've seen from Chelsea this season as to what we saw today, it's worlds apart. But then take the opposition into account and. You can't really read too much into this, can you? But that's a, a you're talking about a newly promoted championship side. Yeah, who are struggling. That's like that's you're not far you're not particularly far away from talking about this this Everton team that only allowed a League Two team to have twenty nine percent possession. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just didn't really care who won this. Two of the most hated teams in the country. I don't really get the Milton Keynes hate, but then I suppose it's not because I was a Wimbledon fan before and I'm a big fan of NFL, so these things happen. 
Like, yeah, uh, the the whole as as entirely down to the Wimbledon thing. Um, you know, Wimbledon, as much as they were quite a rough and tough team, there were there was some odd underdog love there for them. So when yeah. this move happened, yeah, it upset a lot more people than I expected it would. Yeah, if it happened to Fulham, no one would care. <laughs> <laughs> no. It must be something you're fairly used to, Chad. Being in America, teams move, don't they? It's just a it's a fact of life that. Oh uh, yeah, unfortunately, they have owners and they can go where they want. Yeah, they're tied to trying to get the best deal they can, mm. you know, stadium-wise or or market-wise, so they can get a better TV deal or make more money. Local, bankrupt local economies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> taxpayers break their backs. You know, yeah, you got it. I, I don't know, Chad. Is that is that just down to perception then? Because you know, over here they're clubs. You know, that's an inclusive term. Over there, the franchises. It's very clear from the day one that they're businesses. But that's because some of these exactly. some of these clubs are as old as America. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we uh, talk about in our show all the time is the the club model versus versus the franchise model. Yeah, and about the only thing here that really founded as clubs and they don't operate that way is baseball here, which yes. started about the same time soccer did, football, sorry, in uh, you know eighteen eighties, eighteen seventies. So most of the baseball teams here are technically clubs mm. uh, but all the other sports yeah i mean people moving willy-nilly like the big high profile one of course is uh los angeles who didn't have a team for a good long while now is going to have two yeah yeah so <laughs> and the raiders could be going so, to vegas that'd be awesome so you just lost me while i was thinking about move, trying to move the springfield isotopes to albuquerque <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're dancing homer as well <laughs> relocate <laughs> hungry hungry homer <laughs> so that is the, uh, the the fourth round wrapped up I'm really not sure on the rounds yeah that's the right yeah draw has been made for the fifth round obviously there's two replays Peterborough and West Brom need to replay they finished 2-2 and West Ham and Liverpool need to replay those are going to play on the 9th of February and then the fifth round proper takes place on the the weekend of the 20th of February. Uh, we've got Arsenal taking on Hull. Confident, Andy? Uh, yeah, I mean, Hull are, are also going pretty well in the Championship at the moment, but yeah. um, I'm not. I think it, it's been more through pragmatism than necessarily great football. Yes. Uh, they're, they're set out quite well. Uh, they're a team that Arsenal should, should see off fairly comfortably. Yeah. Uh, Blackburn take on the winners of Liverpool West Ham. That could be a an interesting game. Blackburn are a very do odd th- team. Sorry, do you think again in the um in the whole game? Do you think that Wenger will go for that tactic again of going three 0 down to begin with? He <laughs> uh, might just make it two this time. Just, just two this time. Yeah. Just give Steve Bruce some hope. <laughs> just just give yourself I, a little bit of cushion. Either that, or he'll go for the Redding thing. You know, he'll actually go four 0 down this time <laughs> before making the comeback. You know, he, he likes to mix it up this afternoon. <laughs> Uh, Bournemouth of a home tie against Everton. Adam, thoughts on that one? Revenge. <laughs> For the recent <laughs> league fixture. For the 3-3, free free, yeah. Yeah, I missed the end of that game completely. Uh, Chelsea-Man City is probably the tie of the round. Uh, Absolutely. Good good game, actually. City good, riddance, good riddance, Chelsea. <laughs> I, I actually think Chelsea will win that game. <laughs> um, Manchester City, I mean, Pellegrino's already talking. Uh, like he doesn't see this as a huge priority. I think that that will be the game they'll send out a, 
a weaker team. And mm. it's pretty much all Chelsea have got to play for this season now. So, but when when does the, when's this round of the cup games? He could be out of the Champions League by then. Twentieth of Feb. That's after the first round, first yeah. cup games, isn't it? Yeah. Could, could have changed his opinion by then. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to win all four things. I'm saying, go on, then. sack me now. They yeah, still will. They still will, but <laughs> he'll, he'll walk away with a bigger man. Um, <laughs> Reading take on the winners of West Brom or Peterborough. That's the. Kind of one of the probably worst ties in the round. Uh, Man United away at Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury have got a plum. Is that, not, is that not the worst tie of the round? First Shrewsbury's uh, chances of proceeding in the cup competition, quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham take on Palace. Happy with that, Jed? Yeah, home draw. Yeah. Um, of course. Either by your not cup tied. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, that could be. Here comes the celebration. Oh damn, <laughs> yeah! That could be awkward. <laughs> Very awkward. This is that. No, he's got to go one step further this time. If he scores, he's just got to rugby tackle uh, Pochettino and dry hump him when it's like. He's gonna pull out a gilet. That's what he's gonna mm. do. Oh, that'd be that'd be classic. Yeah. <laughs> and then Watford have a home tie uh, against Leeds. I'm. Not confident, but I think we'll give them a game because I don't think they'll be their league form's kind of wilting, so they might want to concentrate more on staying in the Premier League than beating Leeds. So, mm-hmm. although they have beaten us five or six nil fairly recently in league games, so <laughs> and they probably have thirty-five or points for us. So, yeah, they're probably safe, aren't they? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You're clutching at straws, there, mate. I can, I can they dream. Do, they do have the most stylish manager in football as well, and they. In Flores, he's definitely out there. I refuse to acknowledge that because he looks just like one of my old, one of my old bosses. <laughs> ah. Even, the hair? Even a, the hair. Even the hair. Oh yeah, a sp- spitting image. Oh wow. Ah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk transfers for a minute, shall we? Because the window. Just a, just a second. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about the the draw quickly. Okay. The, the way that is lined out, I think that any club in that that draw bars. The anomalies of Shrewsbury, yeah, Peterborough, perhaps if they were to come through, could look at that and have some ambition of going quite a long way in that draw. Because realistically, the only teams I think you should be worrying about are the winner of City, Chelsea, yeah. Arsenal, and Tottenham. I, I would agree. Yeah, and you're talking about what you'd have some pretty bad luck of having to go through all three of them <laughs> yeah. to win the competition. Yeah, I'm not saying teams. For a lot of the teams, then winning the competition isn't even the glory. Getting to the final or a semi-final would be a great achievement, and having fans have a day at Wembley. Yeah, if, if say Leeds were to do that, that would be huge. You're effect- yeah, that you're not far away from that. No, what two, two games? Two, two games. Two games in Wembley, yeah. Wow. And there's every chance that those those teams could draw each other. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we see with City man, uh, City and Chelsea. It's a uh, you never know. That is the. Uh, it actually is a lottery almost in the terms of drawing balls out of a, a pot, not like penalty kicks. It's not a lottery. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule Everton out yet. To be honest, I actually think Everton are, are dark horses in this. They're much better suited to cup football, I think. Uh, and I just think I, I like the way Martinez sends his teams out to play. I think you get them on the right day, then I think they can beat anyone left in that, that tournament. He's come back around, Ross. 
I'm so confused as to where you yeah, stand. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just <laughs> taking notes of when I've upset you, not <laughs> throw in one to even it up again. You want to end the podcast on an even keel somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I think too I'm high or too low. You are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, so let's ch- chat about a few transfers that have happened recently. Um, Pato has gone to Chelsea on loan. I'm a big fan of this move. I liked Pato when he was at Milan. Obviously, the injury uh, troubles okay, that he had. That, that was 10 years ago. It was. I mean, he's been ripping up the Brazilian leagues, but that's not a massive standard. But, I mean, he can't be any worse than Falcao. He also hasn't been ripping them up, I don't think. Not bad stats, though. One in three in Brazil. Yeah. I'd, I would have thought one in three is quite good. I'd, I'd have thought for strikers completing one game in three without being hacked <laughs> by the defenders is probably a good mark. So. <laughs> Yeah, true. That's potentially true. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sandro down there. Yes, he has. That's the main thing, isn't it? That if he can stay healthy, he will, he'll provide Chelsea with something more than what Falcao has. Yes, this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sandro, a long time Mount Post favourite, is now a West Brom player. I mean, does he have a work permit? No, I don't think have they checked that this time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's really sure on this one. <laughs> we'll uh, find out. Yeah, that's kind of a. An odd move that I when I saw that. Uh, mm. Do any of you guys have kept up on him? I know he's uh, kind of had a dip in form when he was at QPR. There, yeah. I used to love him so much when he was at Spurs. Yeah, same here. Yeah, no, I mean he was a a destroyer. Mm. I mean he was people. The Spurs fans loved him, and uh, he's went, I mean fallen down quite a bit in the past couple of years due to injury. He's still only twenty six years old. Wow! No, he's not. Come on, come <laughs> on. Well, I mean, that only, that only puts him as the same age as Pato. So true. Yeah, Pato's been around for a long yeah. time. It seems. Uh, the one thing I'd say about uh, Sandro uh, and his dip in form at QPR is, I think most QPR players have had a dip in form <laughs> when they go to QPR. Yeah, yeah. it's called it's called not caring because I'm being paid a hundred <laughs> grand a week. Very true. <laughs> uh, let's have any other. Big deals that have gone down. Um, no, it's boring. It's Nothing not been, has happened. Not been great, has it? And it's and again, it's we could talk about it more. It's why Arsene Wenger should leave. Please <laughs> to make something uh, happen. Wenger uh, out. I can, I can I can talk about this all day if you want, but I'll, <laughs> I'll try and keep it succinct. Uh, this is a big problem for me. Wenger keeps talking about the fact I hate it when players come back for injury and they call it new signings. Mm. Um, yeah. And Wenger's terrible for that. He keeps it's like a new signing. Yeah. Diaby was like a new signing five times. <laughs> Ten years in a row. Well, and now Danny Welbeck is kind of taking on that role. We oh, keep being told by Wenger that he doesn't need a striker because Welbeck's coming back from injury. Yeah, but you're not talking about the fact that in three games' time, he's going to disappear <laughs> from injury again. That's, um, I just think when they were still paying off the stadium, I could understand it. Yeah. Now led to believe that Arsenal completely own that stadium. I, I think and bringing a lot owes, of revenue each week as well. Well, this is the thing. I think he owes it to the fans. Those fans are paying money, expecting to see new names come in the door, mm. and he's not doing it. Um, well, it's not even just that. They're not. Those fans aren't paying sixteen hundred pound a, a year for their season tickets to see players coming in the door. They're playing to see a team that they expect to be winning trophies. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a team that us. That two years ago, in January, if they decided a striker, could very well have won the Premier League, and he yeah. didn't. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is a team that for what four years has needed a defensive midfield player, and he hasn't gone out and addressed that issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for a long time, has needed a better centre back, and the closest you've got to that is the signing of Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a live wire, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How how many times have would you listen to? I know you listen to you can listen to radio phone-ins and hear moronic fans calling all you want, but there comes a time when when every single Arsenal fan is calling in and saying, we needed a new goalkeeper, we need a centre-half, we need a defensive midfield player, and we need a striker, that they had a point. And he's got to finally address one of those issues. You've got Petr Cech. And look how much of a difference that's made in that team alone. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> Giroud, in my opinion, is good enough to start. And you don't need a new striker to be Arsenal's number nine, but you need yeah. someone to be able to rest him and take him out of games because in that season when you could have won the Premier League two years ago, the reason you didn't was because come March and April he was shattered and useless. Yeah, absolutely. Now, just buy a defensive midfield player because I, for all the luck of the draw of finding Coquelin, he's still not good enough. Get Sandro on loan. <laughs> I mean, he's not the world's best player, but that would have done. It would have been a body in there that can play well, that no, position. No, no, go and buy Morgan Schneiderlin when he was well, on, when yeah. he was the perfect fit and was available and wanted to leave. It's kind of being wasted in Man United, almost. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I can't Jan- believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to kind of defend Arsenal here. <laughs> um, I don't know. This this January window is just always kind of a wild card to me, and if you're going to sign a player, you almost have to sign someone who plays in England, mm. who could step right in, you know, and not skip a beat and not have to adjust. So That's and not true, the, because Nemanja Vidic and um, Patrice Evra were both signed in January. Mm-hmm. True, but it took Vidic a while to get get accustomed to the league. I remember in his first couple of months, he was very off the pace and well, that's true, but I'm also we're uh, but also people who are criticising Arsene Wenger for not making these signings wanted him to make those same signings in sept in yeah. in, in August. It's not just a January. Oh yeah, game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't something that's come about in the season because no, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. These yeah, injuries but... happen every year to Arsenal. That as well, but it's not mm-hmm. even a case of injuries. He's st- even if Santi Cazorla was there, hmm. he still needs another defensive midfield player. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could have paid twenty five million for Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, that's another big so transfer, put, huh? These are these are all options. Strangest transfer of the window for me so far. Although, actually, no. Saying that, Chad, you, I'm a huge hater of Andros Townsend. Mm-hmm. How you've got twelve million pounds for that man is beyond me. I know, huh? Newcastle have been uh, fleeced. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I was, uh, I was doing some math when that went down because this. Goal scoring record's not so great, and so if he's got twelve twelve million pounds, and I think he scored six Premier League goals, he has two career assists in the Premier League. I yeah. don't know. I, I was at I was at that um that <laughs> game. Yeah. Were you? So you've got to see the living legend. Yep. <laughs> I, I, the Shelby deal, I like twelve million pounds for Shelby is a good deal. Twelve million for Andros is a, a waste of. Eleven and a half million pounds, but it's, it's not though. This is just what we were talking about. It's about. my hatred definitely taking over. It is, it is because this is exactly what we were talking about when we were talking about John Joe Shelby. That if if you if that had been 
if that had been five million pounds for Andrews Townsend, would you consider that to be such a terrible deal? No, I, t- I wouldn't. No, and that's what five million pounds is nowadays. It's yes. twelve million pounds. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're right. See, see, the problem with Andros Townsend is, and I think that's where it comes from. It, it's it's almost down to the fact that he has been mislabeled. Andros Townsend isn't a winger. Andros no. Townsend is a pretty hard-working right-sided midfielder. Yes. Who could track back and could provide defensive cover, but you're not getting an Eden Hazard uh, or a, or a, even someone like an Aaron Lennon or something. Someone who's going to hit the byline in that final third. Yeah, he cuts, his move is to cut in, isn't it? Every time, yeah. cut in from mm-hmm. that right. And mm-hmm. well, is that is that not exactly his problem that, that during his time when he was trying to break into the Spurs team was at the same time when he was up against Aaron Lennon. Yeah. So his his yeah. straight up comparison was: Are you Aaron? <laughs> are you Aaron Lennon? Yeah, or Gareth yeah. Bale on the other side? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fair, fair play. Uh, just quickly then, before we uh, end this podcast, uh, John Terry has announced he will leave Chelsea in the summer. I like that John Terry's the but the one that's announced this. I mean, not if this, Chelsea. If this turns out to be Stephen Gerrard, I'm <laughs> going to lose my mind. Ah, oh, four month <laughs> tour of goodbye for John Terry. No one's going to say goodbye. No one cares. Not in a positive way. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. As an Arsenal fan and a Chelsea, uh, Tottenham fan on this podcast, you must be thrilled that Terry's just disappearing. No one's going to. So, so here's my thing with John Terry. Right, I know this is going to sound like a better Arsenal fan, but <laughs> I genuinely believe I've believed it for years. I've always thought John Terry was overrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he's a solid centre back. I'm not taking that away from him, but whenever. Yeah. When him and Rio were the England partnership, Rio was by far the better defender. Um, I don't think it's even close. I think John Terry is lucky that he's lasted as long at Chelsea as he has. Um, I think there's been a bit of, um, I don't want to say like nepotism, but I mean, it's clear that Mourinho, even when he knew he was on the way down, considered him to be like a confidant. Um, I'm just surprised that it's taken this long, to be honest with you. Well, I think that John Terry, a lot of John, Ter- of John Terry's facade comes from his England career, and if Jonathan Woodgate could have kept himself fit, John Terry wouldn't have had an England career. Yeah, definitely. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's not going to be a shame to see him not playing anymore, is it? It's, it's, it's different to. Well, it's not even different to Gerard. No one really cared that Gerard was going, apart from Liverpool fans. Yeah, I'll just say quickly. I'm on Sky Sports looking at this, and uh, Sky Bet are offering odds of seventy-one on that he moves to the MLS. <laughs> uh, you can also get sixteen to one on him remaining with Chelsea, and you can also get sixteen to one on him moving to Man United. Oh, jeez. What about Newcastle? Because that's where I think. They... Yeah. What about uh, what about? Hasn't he come out and said he won't play for another another Premier League club? Oh, okay. Ah, uh, very possible. Yes. Oh, he's off to the galaxy then. I need to play with what? Ashley Cole. What? No, don't yeah. say it like that. <laughs> or maybe to Qatar and go make some money. Well, yeah. You can't. You can't say it about Ashley Cole like that. He's got a future. <laughs> well, he's well. A... <laughs> I'm just wondering, will he not play for another Premier League club because uh, every single one of them be swept with one of their wives? <laughs> <laughs> just curious. Yeah, you asked want a January signing. John Terry. Oh, no. Centre-back. <laughs> um, Get them back for that Ashley Cole deal. Yeah. Well, I'm on Sky Sports. West Ham have just signed Demonique on loan from Fenerbahce. That's a good sign. Another mm-hmm. big, powerful centre-forward they've got. Yep. And uh, Dumbia, the Roma players, having a medical for Newcastle. 
What, what's also going on with all these signings collapsing all of a sudden? Mm. You had Reese Oxford's loan move to Charlton collapse because the manager didn't know who he was. Yeah, what? The <laughs> Moussa Dembele's move from Fulham to Tottenham, which I feel already happened four years ago. We talked about it on last time we did a podcast three weeks ago. That, that's collapsed. <laughs> and Jordan Rose has priced himself out of a move to Middlesbrough. Yeah, to stay at Blackburn. <laughs> Probably because he thinks he's as good as Charlie Austin and wants a hundred grand a week. Yeah, not happening, Jordan. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> if you were all that, exactly, those Premier League clubs would have come calling by now. Yeah, and they I haven't. think I, 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 having having not really seen a lot of Jordan Rhodes, it might come as a surprise to you, Ross. <laughs> it does. Feel, I just get that impression that if he was that good, it would have happened perhaps by now. He's a Championship goalscorer. That's what he is. So. Middlesbrough have dodged a bullet there, considering they look very likely to get promoted. Yeah, they're going to spend the money they were going to spend on Rhodes on Ross McCormack, who has a bit more to his game than Rhodes. He can play out wide and can be more creative. Rhodes is a very much a in-the-box goal scorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So spend that on a player that you can get a bit more out of, really. It makes sense. Makes sense. So at least, so at least when you decide that Ross McCormack isn't good enough to play in the Premier League. As a striker, you can say, have a go out wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty of reasons to not like Ross McCormack. That's fine. Um, Everton want to well, sign. But hasn't he given you, didn't he give you like 11 point something million reasons to like him? Apparently, but I don't believe that transfer fee. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Fulham paid us that much money. Um, Everton have made an approach for locomotive Moscow forward Omar Nyasi. Oh, we, we, you, what, what happens with Everton deals is you believe them when they're there, so yes. I've got to be paid that. <laughs> Thirteen and a half million pounds. We also made a bit bids for Malenko, um, Malenko, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and um, who else did I say? I've forgotten now. Yarmolenko must be the most bidded on player in football history. <laughs> Never to come to the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> we'll um, wait and see, but I'm not expecting any fireworks tomorrow from anyone. No, it's going to be a really boring window, isn't it? I mean, I bet Sky... I haven't watched any Sky Sports news, but I imagine there's going to be very little talk about totalizers. <laughs> well, it's at the top of billion, apparently. Ah, oh, bore off. Stop making shit up. <laughs> well, how many times will we see Redknapp as well tomorrow? I reckon they'll get him into the studio. So yes, can... I was about to say, I bet he's a studio consultant. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get another Peter Rod and Wingy. <laughs> just, just driving down here somewhere in his bare feet. <laughs> or, no, no, honestly, I'm moving. Toblerone's knocking about. Yeah, <laughs> Chad, I'm not sure if you're aware of the, the the cult of Jim White, shall we say? Oh yes, most definitely. Are you? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> he fronted our, our NFL coverage this year as well. It's... No, he didn't. Really? No, he didn't. That's a not really true, is well, it? Uh, he was he the did, face he of did... the draft, wasn't he? He did a couple of programs, and then they realised what the fuck we've done. Let's get rid of this guy. <laughs> but he was involved yeah. in zero of the live broadcasts of any games. Yeah, that woman was for some reason. She's terrible. Yeah, well, she's not Jim White, is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the sad part is with Sky making the change to not having the you know the embed reporters at the mm. different grounds, so we're not going to get to see you know the the Could Stoke children of the corn. Yeah, the sex dolls, dildos, and all that. So, be I mean, less exciting. Lit- literally, how what has got to be not going on in your life to think? Do you know what I'm going to do today? <laughs> I am going to go down to, to, I'm to, take to the a training big ground. Dildo with me <laughs> in, on a cold day in January, <laughs> and see if I can get myself onto a um, a very select cable TV show. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mainly Stoke fans. But, yeah. Maybe there's not much else to do with Stoke. <laughs> right, chaps, I think that brings an end to this week's Man of the Post podcast. I would like to give uh, Chad an opportunity uh, to plug his show. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I host a weekly podcast uh, here uh, called The Two Dapped Yanks. And it's just me and my buddy uh, talking a bunch of rubbish about football. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can find us at uh, twodappedyanks.com. Are you on iTunes? People get you from there? Yeah, iTunes as well, yes. Excellent. There you go. Um, Andy, you've got some podcasts upcoming, I believe. Yes, I have. Um, unfortunately, the Bad Godcast, uh, the wrestling podcast I was running, has, has come to an end. But we've got another one coming up soon, which we'll announce uh, hopefully within the next week. Excellent. And then next weekend, we have the first recording of a mini-series of podcasts on the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. So <laughs> look out for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you'll be able to find out more information about that on Twitter. You can get me at Sight Tyson. There you go. And uh, Chad, what's your Twitter account that people can find you? Oh, yeah, you can track me down. My personal account is chadwix 22 And the uh, 2 Daft Yanks is a Twitter account as well? Is at 2 Daft Yanks. There you go. Uh, Adam, your Twitter account would be? AdamSA101. I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not really tweeting much at the moment. I'm too busy watching old episodes of Jonathan Creek. Watching um, <laughs> Andy Murray losing finals. No, that was on Eurosport. What the fuck was that all about? Eurosport? <laughs> I didn't even have Eurosport. I didn't realise there was a thing. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at RossBell1984, and the show as a whole can be found at uh, Man on the Post. Uh, we don't tweet a lot, but what we do tweet is fucking hilarious, so just uh, check that out. Especially, especially if it's me, it normally goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened twice. Yeah, the World Cup one was the best one. It was. Uh, but yes, we shall be back uh, next weekend. The Extra Time podcast will return sometime in midweek. We're not really sure when Chris is recording this week, but they will return. Um uh, have we got anything else to plug manonthepost.com is website if you get us from iTunes leave us a rate and review and we're also on the Acast platform so get over there and download us from Acast because uh, if you, enough people do we'll get paid for it and that's always good <laughs> that feels like a hit directed at me as well so I better get downloading <laughs> just subscribe it's simple you don't even have to do anything it downloads it for you very much like a, another podcast platform. I'm on it. <laughs> so, until next week, chaps, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Andy. Goodbye. Goodbye from Chad. Adios. And goodbye from Adam. Bye. And always remember to have your man on the post. Oh, hello there, it's Neil Warnock here. I just want to say what a great podcast Man on the Post is. It's a cracking listen, and I think the lads give it absolutely everything. Anyways, I'm off home now to Cornwall to sit on my tractor and listen to the latest episode, which I subscribe to on iTunes, which is really good, isn't it? Oh, and just one thing, if producer Ross wouldn't mind, by the way, stopping putting the dog shit through my letterbox, that would be absolutely champion. Alright then, I'll see you later.